Welcome to Inspire Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Solorio, founder and CEO. Whether you're trying to break into your profession, want to advance, looking for some inspiration, we're giving you access to the best and brightest minds who've been successful in their professions. Today, I would like to welcome Katarina Gomesanya, who is a professional soccer player. Welcome, Katarina. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad yes. you're here. Yeah, so, thanks for having me. Yes. And can you share how you got started in this field? A little background there. Yeah. So my father was born and raised in Peru and came to the U.S. at the age of 14. And my mom also immigrated from Canada when she was a tiny toddler with my grandparents. So I'm a firstborn American citizen. And growing up, it's very common here in the U.S. for little kids to play soccer. So my dad started me at soccer at the age of five. Background, my parents got married on a soccer field at Homestead High School. But yeah, so soccer's always been in my blood. And I actually wasn't a fan of soccer until I hit about 14, 15. In middle school, I got really competitive. And there I had a total spark and was taking the ball to school with me, practicing with the boys, anybody that would take time to kick the ball with me. And that sort of pushed me along. Where are you now? So for right now, I'm currently injured. But a couple months ago, I was playing for Club Sporting Cristal of Peru. And being, and also I was in Peru to play for the Peruvian national team who are preparing for the Copa America, but I had a knee injury. I'm healing fast and I hope to be back on the field in about six months. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Can you share your success from where you started the journey and where you are today, specific to your professional soccer playing career? So I think my success started when I went to with my dad to visit Peru with my brother and my stepmom and my stepsister and my half sister. And when we're there in Peru, like I'm just so used to American culture that, you know, every kid plays sports, right? You know, swimming, track, golf, tennis, volleyball, something. Everyone here just seems like it's a total norm for a kid to be put in sports. And in Peru, they don't even have that much of a selection. It's like only volleyball and like only soccer. Just recently, there's some track and basketball. But when I went to Peru, I noticed to go play soccer, there was no girls teams. And then I started questioning that, like, why? And I guess it's a belief over there. Like, they're like, no, soccer's for boys. Girls don't, shouldn't be playing soccer. And it's so weird to me that my dad is from there, but always pressured me to play soccer. So I told my dad, I want to make a difference. And I think that's my big why. Like, I do want to make a difference for some of these girls that want to play the sport. And for me, it's not just a sport. I've met all of my closest friends through soccer. I've networked to get great jobs from people I know through soccer. And I keep telling everyone in Peru, it's like these girls have a chance at getting a college education. If they're a decent soccer player, like they don't have to be the next Messi. As long as they're a decent, hardworking soccer player and have good um, grades at school, they can totally get picked up by a D3, D2, D1 school, depending on how, how talented they are. Excellent. And you went on to get your degree and you were playing soccer at the same time. How did that go for you? I started out at junior college. So I went to Danza College. Um, my dad suggested that I get more like muscle mass and get fitter. 
And yeah, if I would have gone as a high school student, I don't think I would have made the D1 route. But because I went to junior college, I was able to do track. Um, I started weightlifting and I got very fit. And after two years at Deanza College, I was able to do a walk-on transfer to University of Idaho, which is a Division I school. When I joined Idaho, they were in the Western Athletic Conference. And then my second year, we moved into the Big Sky Conference. So we played big schools like Seattle U. We played big school we scrimmage, you know, Washington State University, TCU. We played so many amazing schools. Um, so it was just a great experience all around. Unfortunately, I did get injured my senior year, another knee injury. I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. I have so many great friends that I know still to this day. Also a friend that pushed me into real estate. So along with my soccer profession, I am in the real estate industry now. Yeah, just a lot of networking. I love that. And I love that you're very determined, successful, hardworking, committed, focused, And you really have a heart to help others in the industry. And I know that equal pay was something that really interests you. So what were the drivers that led to your success? Is there a particular person who you're grateful towards? I just feel like it's mostly like the Peruvian girls because like where the town my dad's from, he's like, I've had a lot of great support from like my family. Like I'm sure, you know, my grandma Paulina, she's there at every single practice, when I was the first time with national team camp, my grandma actually sat at the field all morning, all night, like was there at my double day practices. Like she's, she's wild, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, just like the proving girls, like going back to that small town of Moro and Ankash, like it's really, really small town rural. And when I asked this little girl who her favorite soccer player was, cause I, I gifted her a Jersey. She's like, you, and I was like, what do you mean me? I was like, what about like, you know, Messi or Ronaldo? She's like, who are they? And I was like, what do you mean? Who are they? She's like, I don't know who you're, what you're talking about. And I was like, you don't go online. You don't watch games on your, on your phone. She's like, I don't have a phone. It's like, do you have internet at your house? She's like, no, I don't have internet. This little girl has no TV, no internet. She only reads like the newspaper, which she hears at school around the town. And she picked me as her soccer idol. And I was like, whoa. So it kind of makes me feel like I can't give up. I have people looking up to me, these little girls, as a role model, as like as someone's steps, footsteps to follow in, right? So I'm like, okay, I got to really blaze a path here because I, I want them to be successful. I don't want to, I just can't imagine not helping others. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You understand what I'm saying. You do it too. <laughs> yes, yes. But I appreciate that about you. And early on when I you know, met you and learned about what you were doing with soccer, I was really impressed by all that. Your heart's in the right place and in all the things that you're pursuing. And I appreciate that. So what are the toughest problems that you deal with? It's just the way I know, like I can't argue with people who don't see things the way I see them. It's kind of, you have to pick your battles wisely and just handle the things that you can control. So it's like, what do they say? Like, don't argue with a fool because you'll become a fool, something like that. But focus on what I can control, what I can do. I try to stay in my lane and just help people when I can. Yeah, I try not to get too much into the debates about about women's soccer. Just I know that's what I love to do and I'll keep doing it whether I get paid a dollar or a million bucks. Like, I'll never stop. (laughs) That's awesome. 
were there tough problems in soccer, professional soccer? Are there things that other women, men would face? Oh yeah. Considered tough problems. Yeah. So (laughs) hopefully I don't want to make this too dark, but I mean, there's still a lot of issues with like sexual assault, sexual harassment, harassment in general. Um, the way it's a lot of time, the way the fans treat players. Um, so it's just like, there's like a lot of things that you learn through sport and that, that we're continuing to learn and grow. And I mean, it's like the players understand it's like, we kind of got to spread that to the fans, the people that aren't on the field. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that these players in athletes, these pro athletes, they're people and they have to deal with things in their private lives too. They're not just there to be picked on. I think the hardest critic has always been myself. Like I do expect a lot of myself because I know how good I've played before, but overcoming injury time and time again, it just like restarts the process and I can get really frustrated with myself. Yeah. I mean, I have to kind of, you always have to look at everything. as kind of a blessing in disguise. Like I've learned so much about myself and my body having to go through these injuries. And I know girls that go through these injuries for the first time, they get scared. They don't know what to expect. And because I've gone through it, I I'm the first one to cheer for them. I'm like, when's your surgery? When are you taking your first steps? When are you able to bend your knee this far? Oh my God, look, you're walking. Like I'm the first to cheer these girls on because I know how hard it is to go through it alone. That is so wonderful that you do that, Katarina. And that is so important to have that support in your profession and no one asks you to do it. So I think that's beautiful. What do you find to be most rewarding about this work? I can't, I don't want to call them lifetime friendships. It's like these girls become my sisters. These coaches become my family. It's like, I would do anything for them and they would do anything for me. And it's just like to know that you have that support and that love surrounding you. It's just surreal. I don't know how to explain. Like it's lucky enough that someone can be alive and have a best friend. But if you have, you know, like a hundred of people that you can take the field with, including your own siblings and family members, it is just an unreal experience. Thank you for sharing that because for those of us that are not in your profession or professional in a professional sport, we would never know that. So that is a beautiful um, insight to share with us. That's why I, I think it's great that people should put their kids in sports. I'm like, whether it be soccer, track, swim, like to put these kids in an advantage of making those kind of relationships and friendships, because it comes back full circle. You'll see your old track teammate, is a physical therapist or one of your old coaches is a real estate agent or a doctor or something like that. Like you have no idea what the future holds. And it's just amazing to have these great relationships that will continue to flourish over time. And they have, and I look forward to hearing a little bit more about that with you personally. What have been the best qualities that you've seen in professionals in the industry in soccer? I need to work on it, but I mean, time management is one organization, like the determination and drive and understanding that with hard work, you can get anything done if you really put your mind to it. Would you say that in Spanish for our Spanish speaking audience that are listening? Thank you. Como las calidades de los atletas profesionales. Uh, Mio son este, disciplina, organización, 
manejando mi tiempo bien es, y la determinación para cumplir las cosas. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is always never give up. Everyone has difficulties in their life they have to overcome. And I just feel like I haven't always been played the best cards, but I always just pick things that I like and stuck to it. And it carried me very far. You know, I love animals and I love soccer. And I feel like that's helped me immensely, just those two things. Is there any advice you'd like to give others trying to get into professional soccer, women's soccer team? Yes, start small. It's the little wins. If As long as you can, you can get someone to teach you how to dribble, juggle a ball and do simple passes. And then you just work your way up from there. Nobody's born with the amazing talent of these players. It's everything is learned from the baby steps. You have to start small and start mm -hmm. somewhere. Thank you. I love that. Now, do you want to talk about your real estate profession? Because you're doing that and you're a soccer player. You've been doing both. How has that worked for you? And what have you learned? I just, I know real estate, it's not, it, you get out what you put in. So it is very time consuming and demanding. And I haven't had as great success as I wanted to because I've been out of the country for so long. But through my real estate, I've connected with so many incredible people, other real estate professionals across the U.S. and in other countries. And I've learned so much about kind of like also the systems of running a business in America. There's so many like tax breaks that you can get. You, there's so many benefits of you starting your own company and not just in real estate like this because the real estate is run. You run it as a small business, as if you're a small business owner. Yes. So yeah. I just am learning so much more about, you know, finances. It's opened my eyes to prepare for the future. And how owning a home and owning some real estate is putting money in your pocket towards the future. You're paying your own mortgage and you're getting creating an asset for yourself that if you want somewhere to live in the future or you want to rent it out or you want to sell it later on, you can do that. It's just another asset to have in your life. Really good advice. I feel that you also are a mentor. And when I have these conversations with professionals, and the reason I brought you on is so that you can inspire others who are considering becoming a professional soccer player or getting into the sports um, and with the dedication and like yours with your focus and determination for success, but also you got a degree, you pursued another profession, even if you can't fully jump into it because your professional soccer career prevents you, you're still very ambitious. And I like that because this is a real story. You're a real person. You're from the Bay Area. And I appreciate that because we can relate to that and we love California, but you love so much more than that. And you can have so much more and you've proven that you can. And even whether you can have a lot or a little, you're still happy. And I see that in you. And I want others to hear that, to hear your story and to know that you can have your profession and bring your income in. You can still pursue something that you love. And this is an example of that. Is there something that you can speak to that on that? And then how you yeah. can support yourself while you follow your passion? Yeah, because before a lot of people are like, no, you have to focus on one thing. You need to stick to one route, one career. But if you look at certain people in the world, like look at Cristiano Ronaldo, for example. I know he's a big outlier, but he's a business owner. He owns real estate. He has a clothing line. He's got perfume. 
He's got hotels. And he also tells everyone that he is his own doctor and he is his own nutritionist because he knows that he has to take care of his body and he's going to do the research. And so it's like he has to be good at so many different things. So it is possible as a human. There's also like you look at Jennifer Lopez, how she's got, you know, she got her business. She has her singing. She has her family. She's raising kids. You know, she's got so many different branches of business that she handles. Right. And she's on a TV show. It's like you can do so many things. It's like don't let other people put limitations on you to what you can or cannot do. And even looking, you scaling it down a little bit. There's this one incredible soccer player, Nadia Nadim, that she just um, every time I hear her star, I'm like, wow, she's actually a refugee from Afghanistan playing professional soccer. And she refuge uh, in Denmark and she has just completed her doctorate. So she's a doctor (laughs) all while playing professional soccer, playing for her national team and also recovering from a knee injury. She had an ACL tear too, like me. So I'm like, wow, if all these people can do it, like, why can't I? And you are, and you have, and you have your degree and you play for a national team and you do other things. So I think you're also the wow, maybe you're humble and you don't realize it, but well, you just share the story about someone uh, looking up to you as being their favorite soccer player, you know, shout it out. Let's hear about all those accomplishments. I want you to tell me what have you accomplished? Really? Tell me. I know in junior college, I got my AA degree. Then I went, when I went D1, I got my bachelor's degree and I did do a lot of extra class in psychology. I really liked it. Um, well, I did pursue becoming a professional soccer player in Peru. I mean, you had to go over there. You had to leave the comforts of America to go oh, yeah. and to be in a different environment. Let's talk about that. That was not so, an easy thing. The jump was so scary because I had just um, started working at a tech sales company. So I was working as a sales development rep. Like I was doing well, like I broke into the first oil and energy company. And if I would have been hired at that company, they said it would have been a big bonus. I was doing really well in my tech career. And I was like, do I jump into the pro soccer, like leave all the money behind and do what I love. And I did, I left the cube and I went right to Peru for six months, lived with my grandma in Lima and I did it. And I made the national team and I was, I didn't believe in myself because I was my own cheerleader and I didn't know how far I could push myself. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm good enough to play for Peru. I don't even know if I'm fit enough. I don't know if I'm technical enough. Like, what am I doing? So when I made the roster to play in the Copa America in Chile in 2018, I was like, tears of joy. I was like, oh my God, how did I make it? And everyone's like, you're crazy, dude. Like I'm tall, I'm fast, I'm strong. Like, why wouldn't I? I, it's sometimes I lack, like you, sometimes it's hard to see the greatness in yourself because we are too hard on ourselves. I feel, I feel like everyone is. Yeah. Because right now you just mentioned someone that you are, you know, you just shared her story, but it sounded like your story. And even though you were not a refugee, weren't you somewhat of a refugee if you went over to another country and you're just trying to make your way and yes, it was so different in Peru. Cause it's like, not everything's online. Like here in the U S you know, like you want to search for an apartment or you want to like search everything online. They don't have it there. It's not as streamlined yet. So it's like, you have to drive around looking for four rent signs in the window and, like, and then you could call them. Sometimes the number doesn't work. You're like, Oh my God, it's so frustrating. 
but luckily we were able to get a room through a family friend. Yeah, it was pretty frustrating having to deal with the system, figuring out the bus routes, figuring out like the taxi situation. It was a little bit of a headache, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change experience for anything in the world. I learned so much about myself and I feel like I know Lima like the back of my hand now. I've freaking walked and bust and taxied over all of it. That's um, wonderful. And you represent them well and you love Peru. I love Peru. And then another cherry on top of the Sunday when Peru got top three of the culinary, was like culinary award for the world or something. It was like, wow. Okay. I mean, I like the food. I like to eat, but I didn't realize we were top three in the world. I was like, that's cool. That is good. Even I tell people who aren't proving like you have to come visit Peru, just the scenery of it, the way the landscape changes, you have desert, you have forest, you have rivers, you have you know, the Rainbow Mountains, you have Machu Picchu. We have so many cool things to come see. Well, thank you for sharing that. And how could a person follow you if they're interested in seeing how you're doing, how you're doing after the recovery of your knee and getting back into your game? What is the best way they can follow you? The best way to follow me would be on Instagram. I, it's just my name, Kata Komisana. It share also should have like a a Facebook profile page for my soccer where I share a lot of my stuff. And what someone should know about uh, female soccer players, at least is, or at least in my position, a lot, we're a lot more accessible. Like if you try to message Cristiano Ronaldo, you're never going to get a message back. <laughs> it's like, he's so, so many millions of people send him messages. He's not going to be able to respond. But for me, if someone asks me a question, I'm able to respond. I'm able to give them help or advice. Like, so cute. I was in Peru and this one boy came up to me and was like, you play for Cristal? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I thought I recognized you. And he started asking me questions of what he could do for, to make his knees stronger, some exercises. He followed me on Instagram and I sent him some profiles. I follow that has some really great workouts. So oh. things like that, if I can help, doesn't matter. It doesn't just have to be girls. I help boys too. And I think it's so cute when boys look up to me as a role model, because it makes me believe that they have a lot of respect for women and it won't just be me. It'll be all the women in their lives. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That is so important. You are an inspiration. You definitely have the mentor qualities, um, heart of gold. You're making a difference. I want you to recognize that your story is wow as well. And I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing for soccer, for professionals, for women who are ambitious and driven and that sharing the piece about how you can do more than one thing and bringing up other examples is so helpful. That is so true. These are the things that I do talk about in my workshops while working with clients. I thank you for being an inspiration for Inspire Careers. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Katarina. Thank you for having me. And I'm really excited to hear all the other stories when they come out too. Great. I look forward to you listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Connect with us at Leah S at Inspire Careers, inspirecareers.com, N S P I R E C A R E E R S, and on Instagram. Thank you. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye.